Welcome to Listen to Me, a multi-voiced exploration of the city with 21 guests sharing their personal experiences of Milan's contemporary art, architecture, design, music, fashion, and literature. We explore each theme in four episodes. Well, I've worked as a fashion journalist for many years. When I stopped, I wanted to create a place that didn't exist, somewhere that could replace my work with the magazines. We're talking about the 90s here. So I decided to open the gallery upstairs. I had come from fashion magazines like Vogue and Elle, so for me, images, photography were my daily bread. After the gallery, I opened the bookshop, then I opened the shop. However, because design is a real passion of mine, I decided to introduce design objects, fashion, shoes, books and photography. People didn't get it at first because it was in a garage. There used to be a Renault garage there. They would say, what is this place? Upstairs was the gallery and the bookshop, while downstairs I had this mix of vintage fabrics, Hermes. Back in the day, it seemed ridiculous now, but there was nowhere that sold candles and shoes or clothes and photos altogether. It wasn't considered the norm. But I wanted to make it like a living magazine. What I mean is, how can I explain it? Instead of turning the pages of a magazine, you turn a corner. Instead of pages, there were tables and clothes racks. When people walked into this Renault garage with cars in the basement, there was even a car body shop. They used to walk in and say, can we come in? What is this? And we also stayed open on Sundays, which was something that didn't happen in Milan at the time. And so, little by little, the gallery, the 90, and the 91 design, fashion. Finally, in 1996, after years of conflict, the garage owner left and we were able to expand. We added the coffee shop, the bar and the restaurant. This because my idea was to sort of bring all of the senses together, right? I would say, we have five senses, but also a sixth sense because I also used to get a fortune teller to come in. After all, you never know. That was Carla Sozzani, the founder of Corso Como Dieci, the well-known and first-ever concept store in the world. It's become a cult store for fashion, art, design, photography, and, more generally, people who adore beautiful things. Let's listen to what artist and fashion designer Fabio Quaranta has to say. I think Corso Como Dieci was and continues to be the best store in Italy, maybe even in Europe. I'm really fond of the history of this store and what it has to offer. It succeeded it in transforming avant-garde into classics. Let me explain that a bit better. The school of Antwerp, the Japanese, the likes of Margiela, all those designers who in some way have gone against the system. The avant-garde movement between the 70s to the 90s, in a way Carla has managed to make them classic, the mainstream. I think it's still a really beautiful store precisely for this reason, because, because it enhances the designer's work without laying over other levels of meaning. It's obvious that it's a project by fashion, architecture, music lovers. 
You only have to look at the exhibition space or the bookshop to realize that behind the idea, there's a mind that can nonchalantly leap from one field to another with ease. You can really see it by what the store displays. An agility and ability to unite different worlds to create hybrid worlds. There's also a noticeable element of nonconformism, a desire to follow one's own inspirations, even if it goes against convention, not like some shops. For example, that pose themselves as refined and specialist stores. Carlos Hozzani was the first person to combine books and clothes in a former garage space in Milan, and she did so with an unprecedented freedom, as fashion illustrator François Berthoud explains. It was more of a New York mentality, no? Where the spaces which were later bought up and rented out to artists and so on, they were done up, but only superficially. Whereas... In Italy or around these parts, when they're setting up a place, everything has to be impeccable. They have to smooth everything over. But here, this wasn't the case. And yet it was really stylish. It had a real edge, that place. She did it so quickly. Wham, bam, and it was done. It was done at an incredible pace. And they've continued to transform the place, giving it an air of opulence. Of course, this is also helped by all of the plants, which is a really important element. However, if you look closer... You can still see the Renault wall, and I find this truly remarkable. In doing so, Carla Sozzani not only created Corso Como Dieci, but she also created a completely new concept of the store, where the idea is not merely to go and look for a certain type of object, but also to reflect on the tastes of the person who created it. It's a little bit like a museum collection, except here you can buy the things on display. We're talking about concept stores, but this was the very first. It was the original concept for the concept store. There weren't any concept stores before that. So her intuition, even though it maybe wasn't called a concept store at the time, that intuition to put all the things she liked together in one place, being such a curious person with an enormous sensitivity towards aesthetics and the arts, she combines all of those things, the clothes, lifestyle, the bookshop, especially the gallery, was almost spontaneous. She is a, a natural, no? What I mean is she couldn't do it any other way. She couldn't have done any other type of store, right? Even though I think the term store or shop is a bit reductive in this case. Listening to the words of François Berthoud, we cannot help but think about the house museums, like the Villa Necchi Campiglio, and the Museo Bagatti Valsecchi that we visited in the previous episodes. There's that same sense of creating a world in the image and likeness of a personal vision of beauty, and then opening it out to the entire city. But Corso Como Dieci is not just a place that tells a story. It's a hub of experimentation, a launchpad for upcoming creatives. Let's listen to Satoshi Kuwata, the young Japanese designer who held one of his first launches for the Sechu brand at Corso Como Dieci. And then I started. It was really, really, really tough because no one was walking around. No one was coming to see the collection. But one of the people who really invested their time and money was, you know, Dieci Corso Como people. And they loved it straight away. Let's do pop-up. 
are you for real? Like, I'm not that famous company yet. And I was like, it's okay, we love it. And then we did it. And、um, really, with their own support, they really work like a family. That's another good thing about Italy. It's not like competitive, but they really try to support me. And then the pop up went really well. So I'm really happy. This episode speaks about one of the more positive aspects of Milan in terms of creativity its openness to the new, the ease with which you can create connections and events. As designer and artist Fabio Quaranta, who moved here a few months ago from Rome, explains. When I first came here, even though I'd visited Milan for work quite a few times per year, I had no idea what it actually meant to live in this city. It was different to how I'd imagined it, or at least it was different to the place I had constructed in my mind. Why? Because, first of all, I found the city welcoming. It's really curious how, in some ways, There's this pleasure in sharing the city and its spaces with other people who want to, who want to respect these spaces and contribute to making it a better place. So I didn't have any expectations and I immediately realized it was a city where it was possible to work, a city with a desire to keep moving and create connections, to include you. That's it, an inclusive city. Di includerti, ecco, una città inclusiva. Our fashion tour ends here. But wait, don't take your headphones off just yet. Join us on our next itinerary to explore the creative soul of Milan. To listen to the next episodes, follow us on your favorite podcast platforms or visit www.casemuseo.it. Where you can also buy the Casa Museo card to visit the Poldi Pezzoli Museum, the Bagatti Valsecchi Museum, and Villa Necchi Campiglio at a discount price. The Boschi di Stefano House Museum is free to visit. <laughs>